Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. This is Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs, and welcome once again to the H and J Daily uh, podcast. Some of the best bits of this afternoon's show, Monday, the seventeenth of June, two thousand and nineteen. Tremendous, yeah. Um, Michael Carberry came in, the former uh, England batsman. He's, he, has a, he has a new career as an artist. He's excellent, isn't he? Very good, yeah. yeah. He's, he's a top man. Lovely guys, Carbs. Uh, You'll hear from him. Yes, and uh, but a brilliant bloke on from a football club who know how to celebrate a title win. Oh, yeah, they go for it. Not for the first time. They'll explain uh, what they got up to. And we had a bit of a chat about various matters. Yeah. And also, we played Don't Ask Me, uh, based on last week's shows. Andy had to try and get five out of five. Did he do it? Let's find out. Ooh. Seven minutes past one. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Uh, good afternoon, Paul. And, uh, of course, we both Saturday went to uh, our old friend Andy Smart, regular uh, <coughs> guest on the show. Of he course, was here last he Monday, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. And, Ball uh, runner, comedy store, player, Farnborough fan. And yeah. it was a lovely party. Very, very enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, lots of faces from the world of comedy. Mm, and, as you'd uh, expect. But one of the blokes here, <laughs> I met this guy at the end after you left, Paul, <coughs> who works <coughs> for Crisis at Christmas with Andy. Yeah. He's a big Arsenal fan, this right, fellow. Right, yeah, yeah. And he's one of these blacks. He said to me, I, well, he's quite sweary. He said, yeah. I expletive hate Chelsea. Oh. I really do. And I hate you on the radio. But actually, you seem all right. They <laughs> <laughs> so got you on site. What, what a great exchange. Had he had a drink? He said, I can't oh. even believe I'm speaking to you. But you seem all right. Yeah, I think he had a few. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He sounded quite emboldened, <laughs> didn't he, really? So he was a massive Arsenal fan. So mm. fair enough to him. Um, and I enjoyed the competition prize winner and cancer survivor, Alan Sexton from Essex. What a great moment for him when he came on at the end with yeah. all those wonderful Cantona on the pitch and Drogba, all these amazing players <coughs> and celebrities. Mm. And he won the prize. And well, well done to him. He looked really, really excited. And I felt for Lee Mack. Honestly, he missed two. He got. He came on for Jeremy Lynch, who was man of the match. He was free Yes, solid. I saw old Jez's goal. I saw his, was it his second goal, the one on the turn? That was Brilliant. a cracking I mean, goal, wasn't it? How come you weren't a pro? I mean, he's a really, and mm. quick, he's really got some pace. And, of course, uh, Lee is probably about 20 years older than him and not as good at football. Uh, and uh, he missed two great chances. And then in the penalty shootout, of course, he missed his penalty, so... 
as he did last year. So I felt yeah. for him, really. But what can you do? If you were planning to watch it this morning and recorded it... Well, it's your bad luck. You should have watched it last <laughs> night and, and contributed like well, I did. We're going to have a, a chat with Clive Tildesley, who was commentating uh, yesterday. There was some, uh, a bit of a nightmare moment for Cara, although I understand he, is re he said, look, they all wanted uh, Usain Bolt to score, so I just let him have it. Oh, Gary yeah. Neville's not having that. Well, but on think. the other hand, he, he, his battle <clears throat> with Usain yeah. Bolt was incredible. Mm. I mean, you know, and he, he he did some great work. I mean, it's not easy for these players, you know. I mean, no, of course not. He's not know. played for a few years, has he? No, absolutely. And uh, the cricket yesterday, I watched. There was a bit of a disappointment, wasn't it? I know you watched quite a bit of it. I thought there was, there was some very unscenic views of Manchester, like a building site, yeah. waste ground and cranes. I thought, what a great advert for the watching billions in the subcontinent. It's very good for the National Football Museum. They found that a few times right behind the ground. Oh, didn't okay. they? You see that? No, plenty I didn't of, miss that. Plenty of pictures of that. Oh, that's good. And... Uh, Fakar is a, is a... Pardon? Well, that's his name. Oh, yes. It's a, it's a common... <laughs> I just... I, 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 I didn't know if you were still on the subject of cricket. I'm really glad you were. It's, it's a I com thought you'd gone incredibly posh swearing. It's a commentator's nightmare. Yeah. Rami's Raja had a most unfortunate pronunciation. He should know, but... Uh, yeah. Oh, very unfortunate. You, know, you couldn't say it on here. But that's his name. What, what are you going to do? It looked like it was a fantastic atmosphere there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, no, brilliant. So, you know, well, Michael enough. Carberry joins us later on. He's got an amazing uh, story. He's had a, a you know, mm. a comeback himself from two pretty serious uh, illnesses. And he is a fine artist. He does ultra-realism. Yes. Wonderful pencil drawings. Unlike myself, he's actually got some talent. Yeah, but the stuff's really good. He's got an exhibition on, yeah. and so we'll be chatting to him, talking a bit of cricket. You've uh, you've got some theories on the 50-over game. We'll yes, be running I past have, him yeah. later on. I think it's going to be slight problems, but uh, there you go. Um, plus, uh, today we'll also be uh, chatting to Adam Cattrall. We've fine work with Gareth A and the team over in uh, Vegas. He's hot footed it back and he'll join us today to reflect on Tyson Fury's uh, victory against uh, Tom Swartz and uh, what happens next. And he, I think talking to people in the States, he would have got a handle on, you know, Bob Arum's one thing. He'll keep mm. talking up the guy he's given 80 million quid to. But it'd be interesting what American fight fans. And we saw some bits and pieces today from the American press, didn't we? Mm. Um, one or two were impressed and they liked the showmanship, but. They don't think you can judge Tyson based on two rounds against the guy who no, he wasn't up to. No, you can judge him on the, uh, when his fight against Wilder. You yeah. can definitely judge him on that one. So uh, we'll look at his uh, his potential next fight and um, lots of other bits of uh, boxing politics around the heavyweight division as well. David Priest will be joining us, a goalkeeping coach for Ostersons, formerly of Sunderland. Um, one of the big talking points of this World Cup has been, uh, the Women's World Cup has been the goalkeeping and the comments by Emma Hayes last week about maybe making pitches and goals smaller and the ball smaller, etc. has not met with uh, a great deal of support within no. the game. It's quite interesting, isn't it? I mean, well, she was quite know, bold to say it, but an awful lot of ex-pros, including it, goalkeepers, don't think it's a great it, idea. It seems that even, you know, women can't raise a, a sort of... You know, critical eye. I think mm. that's a show. It's one of the shames about this World Cup because it's been a big success and I'm really enjoying it. But I do notice that anybody says anything even remotely negative, they sort of get piled in on. And I think a lot of what she had to say made a lot of sense. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she's someone who knows her stuff, but as we said, not everybody mm. agreed. But we will talk about the goalkeeper. Certainly, Argentina keeper the other night against England was fantastic, yeah. wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think the keeper's not been too bad, really. So, so we'll, we'll get a goalkeeping coach's take on it all. Clive Tills, as we said, joins us to reflect on uh, Soccer Aid. Michael Carberry's going to join us in the studio. Uh, the Moose is out in Rimini with England's under 21s. Uh, we'll also be looking ahead to a documentary tonight uh, on the, uh, the Beeb about Punjab United. Looks really good, actually. We'll tell you more about that uh, 
Their uh, gaffer will be uh, joining us later. It's um, Ascot, of course, underway tomorrow. Rupert Bell previews. What's likely to be going on? And uh, the boys at Duck Pond FC uh, had another fine season, which meant the open-top bus came out. <laughs> Brilliant. So, uh, yeah, the Colchester and District Sunday League, out comes the open-top bus. And you were telling me, Andy, that uh, your son's team, when they got to the final, did it like the pros. Sometimes yeah. at Sunday level, Saturday afternoon level, you think, why not? Let's do what the pros would do. So yeah. what what did your guys do? Well, so we were playing, playing it wasn't a home game, but the final ha- happened to be in Chiswick. It was mm. about, I'd say, by car two to three minutes from the house and we all assembled in the house and we all got on a coach dressed in suits <laughs> and drove around the corner in the coach and arrived at the ground as one so the, did the coach yeah. driver know when he turned up that he was only going to be driving about a minute and a half yeah really they still charge you quite a lot you know I can't remember what it was but you know and he so. sat there then he drove you back later or not oh, yeah, he drove us back after the game yeah <laughs> The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. When you've been telling us your stories of how you did it like the pros, uh, because that's often the case, Sunday morning, Saturday afternoon teams think, why not? We've got to the cup final, we've won the league, Mm. let's splash out, let's do it like the pros. Uh, Mark Fillmore, good afternoon, Mark, says, uh, my brother has a corporate cricket game every year. We walked out to Jerusalem a couple of years ago. Given that we'd lost uh, seven, eight years in a row, we also introduced a huge uh, runners-up trophy, ten times the size of the winner. (laughs) Pleased to say we still hold said trophy (laughs) a number of years later. Proud (laughs) runners-up. And this from Daniel Barrett, who says, my Sunday league team at under-14s, Abbey Rangers, got to a League Cup final. We hired a stretch limo to take take us to the game. (laughs) Fifteen minutes into the match, I volleyed a loose boy into our captain's face, who then went off a concussion. We went on to lose the final, so it wasn't a particular lucky... Charm. And uh, this from Johnny, who says, um, under 18's Lincolnshire County Cup final, our gaffer told us uh, to look into the floodlights before kickoff uh, to get used to it. Needless to say, we couldn't see anything for the first 10 minutes. And <laughs> and uh, he said, oh, the game he made us walk out hand in hand a la Brazil. So uh, that's a nice touch. Yeah. So that's interesting coaching uh, ideas there. From the, Just look into the floodlights to get used to them so you're slightly blinded by them. <laughs> Keep them coming then. Doing it like the pros. Talksport.com forward slash H&J. Text to 81089 or tweet to TSH&J. It's very interesting actually how people view the show because another chap I met at Andy's party on yeah. Saturday said to me, I like it in the off season when you're struggling for material. <laughs> it's like people like to he likes it when suffer. we get desperate. <laughs> it's brilliant. Well, um, let me bring you some yeah. uh, some planning news now. Oh, yeah, As I good. said, yeah, this, uh, journalism yeah. has changed over the years. Mm. Uh, and one thing that we often see now is celebrity planning news. Someone in the in the office of, mm. a, of a newspaper just keeps an eye on uh, someone famous, whether they're sport or not, uh, and what they might be up to mm. in their house. And so step forward. Ashley Cole. Um, oh, yeah, Ashley has decided um, he wants to uh, chop down nine trees. Oh, that's controversial. Well, that's right. Um, uh, pine needles landing in his garden. Uh, it's, it bothers him. He feels that the <laughs> troublesome trees, which are protected by a preservation order, are messing up his landscape lawns and has sought council approval to chop them down. 
Well, he uh, a good I don't think he'll get that, will he? Well, not. he's a tree surgeon. He's got his own tree surgeon. I don't know if he's on the payroll. Mm, yeah. I don't know if he offered him 65 grand a week and he nearly crashed the van, <laughs> the tree surgeon, when he saw how little it was. But in a letter to the local council, the former Chelsea and Arsenal defender's tree surgeon, oh, yeah. speaking on his behalf, said, my customer would like to reduce these trees as they drop a lot of needles and he would like some more light. The trees are very one-sided as well. A bad reduction has been carried out. So blaming somebody else's yeah, yeah, work. Yeah. And the sides have not been touched. So oh. planners... So look, <laughs> didn't touch the sides. Didn't, no, didn't touch the <laughs> Planners at Mole Valley um, are expected to make a decision later this month. So, look, oh, of man, course, as soon as we get it, we'll bring edition. it to you. First and fastest oh, here on Talk you, Sports. Arthur, that's a thriller. Look out for plan. I mean, really, mm. I, I, this does really take me back to the, those few months of... Um, Kevin Keegan's uh, extension, yeah, and uh, how many dormers he could have. It was it was a really worrying time for all of us at the station. But I think in the end he got what he wanted, didn't well, he? Well, we were all delighted. We were. I think we had a big party. Yeah, and uh, Phil Neville's had a makeover at home. Has uh, he? Yes, his wife has basically published photographs of her refurbished living room on Instagram. So while he's away, he's, yeah. she's changed the house. She she's, hasn't changed she's the locks, though. She's she? redesigned the family's 10-bedroom home, right. uh, setting wow. herself up as project manager and interior designer. She's created a cinema room for eight people, nice, complete with armchairs that extend into beds. That's good, isn't it? If it's a really <clears> bad <throat> film. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. And refurbished the dining room around an extraordinary chandelier-style light above the table. Nice. She then turned her attention to the updating the swimming pool area. Of course she did. Adding a gym and no doubt much to the excitement of the couple's teenage children, a games room. Nice. Yeah, so some of the stuff we Do you think Phil's been kept in the loop, or is this going to be a oh, shock to him when he gets home? No, I think he knows all about it. Um, and uh, talking of the Women's World Cup, mm. this letter's come through from uh, Tony, wrote to the... Uh, so no one's else raised this point at all. Yeah. Thoroughly enjoying the Women's World Cup, but why, when they score a goal, does the entire team have to rush over to the touchline and celebrate with subs and the entire coaching staff? Come on, ladies. Keep it to a simple shake of the hands with teammates. Like, well, like the men do. Yeah, that's what are you right. Talking yeah. about? The simple shake of hands went out in the 50s, didn't Where's it, really? That? No. Is that going to happen? And uh, news from the court circular. I oh, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I like this one today in the Times. Uh, let's have a look at it. Where is she? She's gone. Oh, no, there she is. The Baroness Baron was present at Heathrow this afternoon to greet the arrival of the President of the Islamic Republic of Afghanistan. And I was thinking... Is there a Baron Baron? Because that would be good, wouldn't it? Yeah, there's there a probably is. Well, if there's a Baroness Baron, there's got to be a Baron. There's got to be a Baron Baron. There's got to be a Baron Baron, is not there? Almost certainly, yeah. I've so. got bad news for the moose later on. Fish and mm, chips yeah. could be off the menu. Yes, I, saw I don't this. just mean today, but I mean forever. Forever. Uh, yes. Apparently, uh, boffins have said that uh, larger marine species, including cod and haddock, face being wiped out as rising temperatures reduce oxygen <laughs> levels in the ocean. It I mean, is worrying. If you're Harry Ramsden, you'd be absolutely gutted today, wouldn't you? I, mean, you, I thought you'd if, you Harry Redknapp. No. Get him to fish and chip shop. He's done everything else. <laughs> yeah, good deal. I think Harry Redknapp's fish and chips. That's a nice idea. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, they thought he was in the spotted dick business when it was just an advert, so why not? But the cod and haddock aren't going to be uh, sort of, you know, dying out till about 1950 yeah 2050 it's it's not 1950 anymore Andy so by 2050 what's that it's another uh, 31 years Moose will be too old for fish and chips I don't will he be about 81 we can break it we can mash it down for him we can liquidise it for him (laughs) just have the mushy peas yeah just have the mushy they're not extinct yeah 
Anyway, we'll catch up with the moose. He's in mm. Rimini. What a tough life. No, I know, yeah. Uh, he is travelling around the country. It's about the odd couple. Um, <laughs> Paul Jiggins, a regular guest on the show, the Sun uh, writer, is following the 21s. And so, two birds, one stone. They are sharing a car. <laughs> Honestly. Um, yeah, there's your sitcom pilot. So, uh, well, put it this way, Jigo's a really, really good bloke. Yeah. <laughs> a bit harsh. How long is it? How long is it really before Jigo pushes him out of the car? Possibly over a sort of cliff or something. But we'll find he's not out. Take, I, I know, Paul, he's not going to take to Moose's rudeness to foreign people no. when he's abroad. He yeah. won't like that. He won't. At all. No, he'll be having a word he, with him. We'll have a word with him. We'll have a word. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll mark his card. Do you know what he's like when he goes abroad, the Moose? Although it is the home of pizza, which is all he eats. So, um, well, that's so he, very, sh- he should be quite happy. That's with very that. true, but he'll be complaining. He's not the type of pizza he's used to. It was the world's poshest sporting event yesterday. The Cartier Queen's Cup polo at Windsor. Were you there? I, I, funny enough, I didn't go along. Okay, I you might right. Yeah, there was me and uh, yeah, <laughs> Jenna Coleman was there along with a host of stars. Okay, uh, I've never been to polo. Have you? Uh, no. You into it? No. no a... I used to like it on the telly. I always say to you the same thing: though. you need a keeper. It was pointless. You know, it's too easy to score, in my view. Really? Well, there's no goalkeeper. It's a basic flaw in the game. And I think there is a basic flaw. But, I mean, in it, the game. would you, would they be on horseback or would you, I mean, because no, if you're a keeper be... in that sport, there's people it's with massive like hammers on horses. Yeah, but it's, it's quite only like hurling, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, they're not on horses though, are they? <laughs> horse hurling—that's a good sport, isn't it? Horse hurling. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be good. It is horse hurling, though. Really, polo is horse hurling. Yeah. Okay, but okay. All right. Very yeah, we'll leave it there. Um, <laughs> Polo is horse hurling. See, the guy that we met on Saturday night, it's perfect. Horse hurling. You'll never be happier. Yeah, that's right. We'll do an hour on horse hurling. <laughs> should, it, uh, should it take off? We'll get a load of guests on. It'll be great. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Uh, it's uh, Hawksby and Jacobs uh, here on Talks. So it's a little bit of Arsenal off air after well, that yeah. uh, breaking news. Michael Carberry is an Arsenal fan, of course, former uh, England batsman as well. Michael, good to see you. Hello, guys. How are we? Yeah, we're Very good. We're going to have good, plenty yeah. of cricket to talk about. But before we do all that, much like Andy, you are a budding artist. I think, to be fair... You're probably a bit better than Andy. You've got very different styles. No, I, I wouldn't d- deny that. Very at all. different yeah. styles, but um, yeah, I never well, knew Andy. I've got no style whatsoever. Well, yeah, do you, uh, show, I'll show, show Michael. Yeah, show Michael. Well, these years we've known each other, mate. I know, never, yeah, I know, kept that under wraps. It's, well, it's a new, of, new departure for me. A yeah. bit like yourself, I think. You know, only in the last year I've been doing yeah. it. But uh, oh, yeah. no, we're not here to talk about mine. We're here to talk about yeah. yours. So, so you, what had you been an artist as a kid? Did you used to kind of draw a lot as a kid? Yeah, I kind of dabbled with it at GCSE level mm-hmm. um, and then uh, took it up at A level um, and then a thing called cricket got in the way yeah. for, for a little bit so um, I, I had to sort of drop it because it was a bit too much workload along with side playing cricket So it wasn't a kind of outlet it wasn't a sort of way of relaxing when you play cricket you just kind of no, stopped doing no, it all no, together all. Really? So yeah. I pretty much stopped doing it all together yeah, yeah. Um, was obviously pursuing cricket for, for all those years um, and it was really on the recovery from, from illness in 2016 um, that I just decided to sort of start sketching again, mm. um, and but didn't realise that so much stuff on the internet could teach you how to take your drawings at next level. So That's true. just sort of you know tried to delve into it and, and look it up and found a style called uh, hyperrealism, mm. I believe it's called, and it just blew my mind what you could do with just simply a pencil 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, just went along with it and kept practicing and started buying the pencils and and stuff like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, spending then, a lot of money, don't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it starts to rack doing, up. Yeah. Yeah. They love you they in love the art me. shop. Oh, they love me. They're singing like, the king is in the altogether. <laughs> when you you must have this pencil, they say it's only five grand. Yeah, I think Jeff Bezos has made a lot of money off me. <laughs> <laughs> but you, the, I was going to say the start. Of, people should go and check them out online. You've, you've got an exhibition at the moment, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. going on currently. So I'm at Campbell's Art Gallery. Thurlow Street in South Kensington. Mm, so we've got an open view tonight. So people, please come down and have a have a look. Um, so that's running through through the week. We had the launch night last Friday. Um, went really well. Really nice turnout. A lot of uh, old friends. Yeah, and and some new friends um, as well. So yeah, hopefully we you know we we can take it from strength to strength. We also have some shows in August around the Ashes, around the Lords Test match, and one around the Oval Test match in September. So if you can't get along to this one. Come down, to, come down to the other yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. Do you find it sort of cathartic doing it? I, I, I know mm. I do. I find it's a completely relaxing thing to do. You just don't mm. think about anything else. Well, I've, I think to be honest, Andy, as I said before, the, where I was in my life at the time, obviously going through cancer was a you know was a really tough time. Mm. Um, anyone who's had it can sort of vouch for that. And sometimes having too much time on your hands is not always a good thing if you don't have anything to do with it. So, I think yeah, having having the art to kind of lose. You know, you can lose yourself in it for so many hours and not have to think about, you know, uh, where you need to get back to or get your body back to because it is, a, you know, it's a, it's a, it was a tough time, mm. and, you know, very painful operation, obviously. So, um, yeah, it was it was great. And then once I was back playing, actually, I found it really therapeutic. You know, you, you do nick off in those uh, <laughs> early season, you know, pitches are a bit difficult. You can go and disappear, and uh, whilst keeping abreast of the game, you can go and sketch something, and um, you know you're not sitting there sort of dwelling on your dismissals. Yeah, you. I mean, you've gone through it, haven't you, Michael? Health-wise, in the last ten years, it was the second kind of serious issue you had, wasn't it? Yeah. So it started with the lungs, uh, 2010. Um, obviously, just played my first Test match in Bangladesh. Uh, was really on top of the world, and then you know hit rock bottom. Finding finding out that I've got. Uh, double clots in the in both lungs, so that was that was a big blow. Um, and then obviously you think your England chances have come and gone, so to speak. Yeah. But you know a lot of hard work, a um, lot of determination. Um, finally got back there four years later to play in the Ashes. You know, regardless of the result, I I enjoyed the challenge of it. Um, you know, I was still playing pretty well for Hampshire. Um, I'd won the big bash as well, so that mm. was that was pretty good. And you know, t- to to sort of find out, and then you know, you've been diagnosed with cancer was a was a was firstly a shock, but you know, a major blow. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was again. Here we go again. You know, you got to pick yourself up, and and like you said, a big op, mm, wasn't it? It was. You said yeah, there was, was like the tumors removing the tumors was was complicated, and they, you, had, mm. you know, it was it, it took its toll, didn't it? Yeah, I, I uh, definitely, and, and you know, remember you're you're six year six years older as well, so yeah. the body needs that little bit more recovery time as well. But um, yeah, we had some complications through the operation as well. It wasn't totally straightforward, um, but you know, credit to the medical team that I had. I think you know, Doctor Jim Khan was 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 fantastic, and his team. Um, the recovery took its time. You know, I don't think I really fully got my body back, but I suppose I've always believed about you know in the sort of will to succeed that it can. It can push you and drive you through a lot of things mm. um, when you're not quite at your best, and I had to sort of by then accept the athlete. You now that I that I be, you know had to be after that. Difficult. I mean, you had this golden period, didn't you, where mm. you just you batted 
brilliant and great to watch in 2020 and mm. one day cricket and as you say you you've got to the ashes so it is it is a bit obviously it's more than frustrating it's, it's heartbreaking mm. really isn't it to to have that taken away yeah but you know what i guess now that i've i've finished and you know i'm now sort of tutoring mentoring um some kids and and some and some young pros out there you know it, it and hopefully it shows the general public out there that you know we are human um, mm. and these things do happen and it's you know divvying up a, a sporting career along with general stuff in life um is the same things we go through that anyone on the, on the street goes through. sure um and it, you know this thing really really comes a test of your your mental capacity and i've always believed that that was my greatest strength as a player that almost when my back was against the wall that's pretty much when you saw the best of me mm. um and and I guess now I'm in a in a great position now where I can kind of um, spread the word um, to younger people and 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 any people you know anyone really um, who's it might it may touch a nerve with them um, you know it's something that certainly as young pros they they may sadly go through in their own life and and it's learning how to deal with it I guess and are you and Ramesh are you cancer free now so you still having the regular checkups yeah taking? praise God yeah we're, yeah. we're, we're good um, Brilliant. yeah the body's the body's good um, as as it can be I mean mm. since retirement we've been eating a lot of cake so it's good <laughs> <laughs> trying to, <laughs> trying to put you, their weight back on you play yeah. with some great players of course mm. and uh, Hampshire and for England but uh, probably the greatest bowler of all time Shane Warne uh, you've done a brilliant portrait of him. So, are there are a lot of sporting influences come through. Do you do a lot from that? As well? I saw an Anthony Joshua, Anthony Joshua one as well, which was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I'm a huge Anthony Joshua fan. Um, yeah, he's um, you know I find him, you know I find him really really inspirational as a as a not only as a sports person obviously what he's achieved, but you know just as a person listening to his story, you know similar to mine, um, you know coming through adversities and stuff. But uh, the Shane Warne, yeah, was obviously someone very dear to me. I think, you know, I've publicly said he was really the catalyst for me taking that next step from being, a, a, I suppose, a, a good domestic player to an international player. Um, just in the thinking and the mindset, um, taking your game that next level. And, you know, so as he spent a lot of time with Warney over the two years, mm. he was my captain at Hampshire um, and really enjoyed listening to him. He's got, you know, He's, his what he knows his brain is just genius um, yeah. I would say he's the greatest captain Australia never had really it's interesting isn't it the amount of people who've said that to us who've worked with and under Shane Warne who've said he was really good with his time he was good with his advice he was you know this is one of the greatest cricketers ever according to Wisdom one of the greatest ever so mm-hmm. um, but there he is happy to mentor happy to kind of coach and, and help people along that's that's great yeah I, I, I would say look the the hallmark of of leadership for me is especially when you're at that iconic level and there's plenty of people in various sports you know they they're very good at doing what they do and and we all sit there and marvel at what they do but can they take mere mortals with them mm. and and raise their game an extra percent five percent and i think that's the the very special gift of sk warren is that he was able to take you know, a Hampshire team at the time, respectfully to the guys that were there. Um, we, you know, we weren't necessarily, you know, creating waves out there. Um, we had some good players um, and he took Hampshire down to a, to become a team that people just didn't like playing. Yeah, yeah. And, and along the way, we won some trophies. And I think we played certainly the most enjoyable brand of cricket 
for the time that I was there at Hampshire. Mm. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental and more. Learn more at uh1.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hawksby and Jacobs uh, here on TalkSport. You've been telling us some stories uh, this afternoon about doing it like the pros. Andy was telling us his uh, his son's team got to the cup final, put the suits on, decided to get a coach to uh, the ground they were playing at, which is fine. Yeah. But except the, how far was it away? Two minutes. Two minutes in a coach. <laughs> but it's not the point, is it? No. It's like doing it like the pros. It was. And uh, this is uh, true also of Duck Pond FC in the Colchester and District Sunday League. Not for the first time after a a successful season, uh, the boys took to the open top bus and drove around the streets to, I don't know, uh, packed uh, audiences or not. We'll find out now because Mr Duck Pond himself, uh, the founder and player manager of the team, Michael Hammond, joins us. Hi, Michael. Hello. So, uh, yeah, this, I say it's a few times you've you've gone for the old open top bus ride after a good season, isn't it? Yeah, we've done numerous things. Even going back to your last story, we've even hired Cole United's first team bus to drive us to a cup final as well, which is <laughs> just, just just purely because we were playing our local rivals and we thought we had to go in style. So yeah, we've done we've done that before as well. Yeah. But, I think it gives you a bit of edge, doesn't it, when you do that? I mean, obviously you've got to win the game, but somehow you turn up it like does that. Bring pressure. Yeah. It does mm. bring pressure because otherwise you, you don't look the best when you're driving away in Colts United's first team bus and uh, you've lost the cup finals to your rivals. That's true. But well, we, what... won, we won 4-0, so oh, that was right. in their face a bit. One of our <laughs> listeners told us earlier on they hired the England team coach and they went there and they lost 10-0. He said the most embarrassed he'd ever been getting back on that bus <laughs> after they lost 10-0 in the cup finals. <laughs> so who funds this, Michael? Do, you, do all the boys chip in to pay for this? Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm quite good with just putting towards it it's my 24-7 so I literally 
top it up to whatever need be. But we've got a lot of great sponsors who help out massively and the boys themselves as well. I mean, this do come to four grand and per player put in 70 quid and then I just topped up the rest for whatever it needed. So oh, the four thousand pound that's for the hire of the double decker bus. What's that? What does what does it cost? There might be some other quite Sunday teams. That, well, I take it that's only part of the four grand. So what does it of cost course, to hire yeah. an open top bus these days? Uh, so that the initial cost of our bus was four hundred pound. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, but we had uh, we bought a marquee, mm-hmm. a big marquee for the garden, which we decorated in banners, flags, scarves, um, pictures. Um, we had a like, load of trophies and uh, alcohol there as well. Right, okay. Um, done our big presentation, had a few beers, and then headed over to the open top bus, which was also decorated in ba- uh, flags and banners, <laughs> which we also then put balloons on. And then I had a tipper that drove behind the open top bus, which had a giant pictures of the football team blown, blown up onto a canvas um, with two metres wide, two and a half metres tall. Brilliant. Um, and then while that little gang was driving down the road touring our local town, we had the aeroplane flying over the top, just getting it straight over the top. Um, so, yeah, that come up, that come over. And one of my colleagues today said to me that he was in Shotley, which is across the water from us. And he said he could hear us on the on the bus, and he could see the planes. So that's good news. So, uh, well, does, does any crowd come in? Normally, an open top bus. Yeah. You drive through the sort of admiring crowd. And yeah, the what do the people of Harwich make of it? All, all right? I know is we had, we had one Tony Shaw. That's all I know. But we had, well, I know we had one Tony Shaw. But there was a lot of shoppers out, mm-hmm. and uh, there was there was at least one fan I know that was out generally just for us, and that's enough. <laughs> That's all. Yeah, just if, if you can get one fan. But it was a few old deers pushing yeah. their chopping trolleys along, wondering what the heck was going on with there, I would imagine. Of course, yeah. I mean, obviously, like I said before, we only live in a small town and our banter has always been the best by far. Mm. And it's quite common knowledge that we're going to do something bigger and better than anyone else does do. So um, I don't think anyone was surprised, if you like, by what we've done, because it's something that's just progressively got bigger and bigger and bigger every year we do it. Yeah. You're, I mean, you're obviously quite a decent side. You've won the league a number of times. You've done the double as well. So you're, you're obviously quite a decent. Uh, oh yeah, Sunday we've team. got the best. We've got the best dressing room, bar none. Uh, we've got the best players that play in our area. If you're good at football, you play for Duck Pond. It's as simple as that. Um, we've cleared up the the best division we can on a Sunday now. So the next step is to um, to win the County Cup, the the Essex Premier Cup. Mm. Well, we've I mean, got you... a few people saying that that's what we need to win before we can class ourselves as the best. The sort of money you're pumping in for banners and buses and stuff, you could, I mean, have you thought maybe that's four grand that could, would you think about semi-pro spending a bit of it on the on the team or, or is it just a bit no, of fun? No, we've got players, we've got players that all play an okay level of football on a Saturday, but mm. it, it is purely just banter, fun, last, I mean, everyone says it, no matter what dressing room they're sitting on a Saturday and how high level and serious that is, there is no no team dressing room that comes close to sitting in our one. Wow, which well, is obviously like a nice thing to hear for the effort that we all put in. Sure, and it's uh, it it is it's a lovely idea, isn't it? That you can just mm. for that one day you can uh, you can do it like the pros. I think it's a brilliant idea. Yeah, it's, it's a exactly. lot of fun, and it gives the lads a lift, and you know I think it's brilliant. Yeah, and it's an incentive, exactly. I would imagine, isn't it? I imagine they think you know that'd be a real laugh if we get to do that again this year. So it makes them want to win. Exactly, and the best thing as well, though, even if any teams are looking towards doing it which I'm going to do for next season already, I'm going to just set all the boys up with a little tariff to pay monthly 
right. and we're going to go even bigger and better next year. So then it was just going to be a, a monthly sort of payment rather than just to get to the end of the season and whack loads of money in. Yeah. We'll gradually build a balance to do something bigger and better next year. Wow, I think now... a parade in Trafalgar Square. Yeah, that's the only like thing the... you can hire, Trafalgar Square. <laughs> that might be nice to have some live bands and stuff. That would be good. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we are getting a lot of support from obviously it going viral again. Um, so there's loads of people coming at us wanting to sponsor us and help out. So... Anyone who does want to get involved, just drop me a message. Brilliant. We can go bigger and better and put your name on it. Okay, nice one. Good to talk to you. Thanks, Michael. Top man. Thank you very much. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Don't ask me to leave it out. Here we go, then. Andy. Five questions based yeah. on last week's shows. Can you get five out of five? Probably et cetera, not. Et cetera. Jimmy Anderson was here Friday. He's uh, was, yeah. written uh, an excellent book, uh, Bowl, Sleep, Repeat, with yeah. Felix White. Uh, Felix, um, was it a band? What was the band called? Oh, the Maccabees. Oh, blimey. Here we are. Um, Who joined us to tell us about um, his uh, appearance at Glastonbury with the Utopia Strong? uh, Steve Davis. Steve Davis, yeah. Yeah. Give us some thought. Thank you. Colin Flint joined us as well. He makes uh, guitars shaped like cricket bats. Or is it cricket bats which you've got guitars on? Yeah. Um, What's the name of his company? It's cricket related. (sighs) Oh. Founder of It's uh, a cricket term. Oh, Bat out of hell. No, no uh, it? that's a really good one, but it's not that. No, oh, no. what's it called? Did Come it on, now. Colin Flint. Uh, uh, cricket term to yeah. do with guitars. Yeah, not necessarily to do with. The, really <laughs> Nobody really said that. No. <laughs> now you're making it up. I'm terribly sorry. Uh, cover Drive. Oh. Company's called Cover Drive. Um, Ursula Burns plays the harp. She was on Britain's Got Talent. That's right, yeah. Which football club were looking for a harpist and then weren't when we phoned them up? <laughs> Gillingham. Gillingham, that's right, yeah. <laughs> they, they'd gone off the idea, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't want one. Yeah. Uh, Righty was here last yes, week he was, and yeah. as part of some work he was doing with Gillette on Father's Day, talked about, apart from his old uh, school teacher, the two other uh, defining father figures in his career. He mentioned two people. Can you remember who they were? Was it Glenn Hoddle? No, it oh. wasn't one of them. No, I don't know. I no, don't okay. remember. David Dean and Steve Koppel. Ah, oh, okay. So oh, yeah. I think they were pretty well set. Good questions. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, I'm glad you're not railing that. against me like you often do when you get them no, wrong. No, no, I thought they were fair enough. Good, okay. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. Uh, that's this afternoon's show. Again, I'm, I'm pleased you felt the questions I'd set were gettable. You just couldn't get them. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's right. But I know sometimes you say to me, oh, that was too hard or that. How yeah, would I know that? That's right. But you didn't do that to me. No, that's no, true. very fair. I know. And also the ones that I really slipped on were seven days ago. So. Yeah. Uh, thanks for downloading us. Tomorrow among our guests, comedian Jacob Hawley will be uh, here in the studio. Until then... Have a fine evening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 